0: Welcome to Docs in Orbit, where we feature conversations with independent creative documentary filmmakers from around the world. In today's episode, we continue our discussion with filmmakers participating in the Swiss documentary film festival Visions du Real with the film Off the Road by José Bermard. Off the Road is a western musical documentary film that follows locals in a small remote town in Baja California, Mexico, leading up to the Baja 1000, which is the world's biggest off-road motorsport race that passes through every year and animates this small village. Bermar was born in South Baja California, Mexico, and studied at the University of Guadalajara he is the recipient of an Ariel, which is the National Film Prize for his short documentary film Aurelia y Pedro, which was also nominated for a Student Oscar Academy Award and received a special mention at Berlinale. Since streaming of Off the Road is limited, the director has kindly offered to make his short film Aurelia y Pedro available on Docks in Orbit to coincide with this episode. Also joining the conversation is Daniela Silva, who is the producer of Off the Road, and Alexandra Yakovleva, a visual artist, to facilitate the discussion. Here's the conversation.
1: Hello, guys. Um, It is so great to have a chance to hear your voices from different parts of Europe. We are meeting today on a happy occasion of Pepe's debut feature *Off the Road*, premiering on Vision de Ril Festival. Uh, a beautiful and powerful work, and congratulations, guys! Very well deserved.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Perhaps we could start with you introducing yourself a little bit, and where do you come from, and uh, what has brought you to the world of documentary?
2: Uh, I'm José Permar. I'm from Mexico. I born in Baja California Sur, the same place where the movie is placed. I grew up in Guadalajara also. I studied there audiovisual arts. I like both fiction and uh, documentaries. I, I think in cinema in general, but I think like now I'm studying also more about documentary because I think it's like the better, the better school to know about cinema, obviously no? it connects you better with people when you are making it, I think.
1: And uh, what about Daniela?
3: Yeah, I started because I finished... Um, I was finishing a university in film when I started making my, my grandfather film. I didn't know what I was going to do, but uh, I started to work on my on that film, that it was a film about uh, my about him, that he was a collector, and he had more than 500,000 objects that I was feeling they were going to disappear, because he was very old. So I, sta- I had this... This movement that I needed to film him in order to not lose this thing that I was seeing. So, in the process of making that film, is where, where I understood that I love documentary, and then it's when I wanted to come to do the master in documentary because of that specific film.
1: It's a beautiful beginnings. And um, so, maybe maybe let's speak about the Off the Road then. So, uh, maybe how long? You happen to be working on this film up until its premiere today. And maybe also tell a little bit about how it all began.
2: Yeah, I think in total, including the research, like four years. I know about the race since I was a kid because it's like the most famous thing that happens there. I I was living in La Paz, that is a city, but all the rest of Baja California Sur is a big, big desert and... There is just like very small villages, like 500, 1000 people. So it's like the most isolated place in, in that region. So it's like the big thing. no? when the Baja 1000 comes, it's like the big thing. But first I wanted to to make a thing about a bit more making a bit of fun of the people that wait for hours in the desert, in the sun, just for one minute, five minutes of cars passing around and covering them in dust, and then they continue their lives again and that happening each year for me was a way to portray this ridiculous relation with this place that also is forgotten from Mexico and it has this weird relationship with the United States.
1: I was thinking about this tension that you feel a little bit in the film um, which has to do with this almost an American invasion that all of a sudden happens upon this vast lands, you know, that is just there like a storm, it passes by and then it's gone, leaving ruins. And it has to do, perhaps, with also something about the border politics uh, between the Mexico and US. Um, And I think it would be very interesting for you to talk about this and also regarding to this, I have a question with, which is a very formal question about the, it's, it's very much about the form of the film but the title of your film is in English. So I was wondering how do you combine two, these two elements? Off
2: the road the title is in English because it's the name of the sport. The people there call it that way. They, never, they, they don't have a Spanish word for that. So that's why we wanted to make it off the road putting only the the in the middle because it's like literally them being off of the road and yet about about the the border issues the the image of the race coming from the us coming to the desert uh destroying a lot of things and the people being happy about that it's like a metaphor of the relationship we have with the us (laughs) so only that (laughs) it's 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 already an image of how we relate with the us and it's, and it's a contradiction also, because even if there are people that is a very fan of the races, there is a lot of people that hate the races. The people is that abandoned in that place. They don't feel related both, uh, with Mexico. It's like an island. For, for example, I have to, to tell about the name of the region. Uh, it used to be the original California. That place is, uh, has the name California originally. And then uh, when they discovered more land on the North, they put the other land, the name of California, and they named the part below Baja California. That literally means below California. And now that region is named South below California. So for me, that, wa- that was a very strong motive to make the film that way, because it, it's, like, it's a place that has lot everything, even the name, but at the same time, they are happy to the do the race to come there because it's the only connection they have with something international, something world recognized. So it's kind of sad but at the same time it's kind of funny that I wanted to portray both parts, no, not not to tell someone what to think. Uh
1: so Danny when what was the moment when you joined the the team when you came aboard and also why?
3: Yeah, I was I jumped right from the beginning. When he told me about this race and about the desert, it was like a completely different world than mine and i thought it was very interesting and he told me the idea and then i i said okay let's let's apply to this thing and there was this opening in a very nice festival in mexico um docs mx and then we applied and then we we got selected and now we have to make this film we had no idea so we went together to do this kind of scouting understanding of what was there that's where where i we we met the characters we that we we understood what's really this race and that's where we could actually feel that the race is like a big excuse for them to actually be part of of their own community and to be able to achieve their own much more simple and beautiful dreams that has more to do with with who they are as a community no so i was there from the very beginning and then that's where we started to to invite our because we are a group of producers and then we started to be to invite. I invited uh, Jose Villanueva, and he's uh, he was uh, with us also from the beginning. Then Maria, who was also there, so we started to be like a nice group, trying to do parts that the other one was a bit lacking of, and uh, helping each other because it was a bit complex. And of course, we had zero money from the very beginning, so.
2: We never had money, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: true. Not only the it beginning. Zero
3: money from the beginning to the very end. I mean, when Guillermo when Guillermo and Wendy when they jumped in, they were very. They put a very important part of this of this thing that we would have to spend in, in cash. Or they really trusted in us in Pepe, so that was amazing for us. It was like winning a very big thing.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 very interesting that you talk about this because the co-production is the whole different chapter of. It could be a whole different chapter of this conversation because uh, if you maybe you can tell a little bit more. How does it work to have uh, many producers aboard? uh, How does it work to, um, you know, who does what and how do you spread the roles? If it happens organically or you need to uh, put some effort into this.
3: I think it's very important especially in the films without money. I think it's important to work with friends and with friends you trust because there's so many I mean when you have no money which is of course is not the ideal. I hope this I will make films with money in my life, you know. But when we work without money, you can only trust in people uh, trusting you, especially also when you are not a big name, you know. I mean I I trusted Pepe because of his previous film that I think is amazing but but We are all beginning, so we need to trust each other, we need to be able to communicate when we do something wrong because of course we do something very wrong, you know, we make mistakes. So I think it's important to work with friends and I think it's important to, yeah, to trust each other and to try to achieve little by little the things, first, Maria and I, we are very good working together since my film. So we are like a very tight team. What what one can do, the other one can solve it. When I can make a list in my head, she comes to me and she helps me. And then with Jose Villanueva, I was a bit afraid of these big shootings because the shootings were very complex. Some of the things were very masculine uh, environments. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if masculine is the right word, but there was a group of guys in the middle of the desert with only... La, 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 and cars, and I, I, I thought it was nice balance to have also a male producer in the, in the shooting. So he jumped in, also with no money, with full trust on me, on Pepe. And then we had this invitation last year, exactly one year ago. We had an invitation to go to Tribeca. And I, I, I had a re-reunion re with, uh, Jose, with uh, Guillermo and Wendy, sorry. And after that, even if in Tribeca we didn't have something specifically solid, um, but he was in love with the project, and they both decided to join. So that's why that's how it worked. You know, it was not everything at the beginning. It was a bit spread, and it was in this a bit artisanal way of uh, producing and directing. Because I think also Pepe did a lot of work that he was not uh, always supposed to do, but he was doing so much. You know,
2: I try to think a lot of in the production terms when I when I plan the shootings. Because I knew that it was very difficult because everyone was li- was living in Guadalajara and we have to take a plane each time we wanted to go there. Even when we reach the city that is La Paz, we have to drive a lot to get to the towns. So that's also very difficult. So I try to be very conscious of that also.
1: I think it also perhaps has something to do with the fact that you you're, you're sort of spend your childhood in these places. So you approximately know how this world works.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. We didn't need to make any research about the Baja One Thousand, for example. We we knew that what was there, we knew the the towns. I knew where the towns were, even the towns where I never been before. I knew what the people say about the town.
3: Yes, and it was important that Pepe had clear, but maybe he can say it better than me. That that the film was meant for them to like it always. No, it was it was a bit of a no.
2: Yeah. Yeah that I I think for for me it was the most important thing, no, in the in the film. Because we, we always wanted to make a film that they would like. Uh it was like the most important thing for me. Like I, I want these people to to see the film and enjoy it. Not not only because they appear on it and they want to feel represented, because it contains things they normally likes. Like the kind of music, the kind of the kind of stories so for example this this thing with the musical i never knew that i never knew that it would be a musical it was more like okay they use this way to tell stories that is through the music uh, corridos is the name of the music why i cannot compose corridos for them no it, it is the way they do it or the western also we never we aware of the western thing until someone in europe actually Oh, it looks like a Western. You should you should be inspired by Sergio Leone. Uh, Not really, because because all the all the ideas we have about Westerns were the things that were already there. The colors, the the way of of the hats, uh, the, the, the monotony, the silence, the desert. It was already a Western.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty masterful to be able like if someone would ask me to imagine a film that is simultaneously a documentary, a western, and a musical, I would be, yeah, I think uh, equally confused and excited. But um, so congratulations on that. Um, but um, it's interesting for me because you've mentioned before that uh, from the beginning you you started it as kind of trying to make fun of the whole situation and this this ironic tone is very present, like primarily of course, in this band of this desert troubadours that appears in the middle of the desert, you know out of nowhere in their shiny costumes, and they comment with their songs basically on each chapter of the film in one way or another um and in the way this self awareness of the film, it doesn't allow itself to take take it too seriously, but I wanted to ask you, yeah, I wanted to ask you how. Because this irony still is, feels very friendly and very gentle. So I wanted to ask you about this line between um, ironic film or making a fun of your character and how do you balance these two things?
2: Yeah, I, I think that I had this idea of making fun of someone because I didn't have a character. But I think that when I already I uh, speaking about someone real, I personally, I'm not able to make fun of them publicly. No, I, 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 I cannot. Uh, and I think also Rigo, one of the characters, the one that drives the car that he builds, uh, Toyotin. When we were making a, a, the first interview and I tried to push this irony in the interview, trying to push the, the, an answer for, from him about why are you spending your money on a car that never be part of the Baja 1000. Then even the 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 inscription fee for the Baja 1000 costs more than your car. Why you do that? And then the and then the guy answered me with another question like, "Where are you spending all your savings being here in my hardware store?" Asking me that question. <laughs> so <laughs> so for me it was 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 a decision. Uh, uh, I think it was the very moment when I when I knew that that will be also the tone of the of the movie. No? not only trying to make fun of the situation, but also trying to portray this passion or this kind of idea of the passion just for feeling the passion itself. It's enough. No, you don't have to have something else from that. First I think it was it is ridiculous that is he's, he's doing this if the race doesn't knew even that he exists. But at the same time, I was thinking about me. A lot of people don't know who I am and they don't care who I am. And anyway, I went to make this movie and I, I put I putting all my savings on it. I'm inviting these people to put their savings and their time on it. So it's the same. And also I think it's, it's the kind of humor that people have there. The people is very relaxed. I'm used that in Mexico, we have this kind of documentaries when we speak about the violence in Mexico. Or about the people that lives in very poor conditions and any one of the i think even if you try to make a film like that with that people you cannot because they are always laughing about their miseries no nobody was telling me crying we are alone here we miss the connection with the rest of mexico or we feel abandoned they will always laughing like yeah yeah i live in the middle of nowhere what what can i do so for me what's also very very important that like even if I wanted to make this kind of drama in the movie I wasn't allowed to do it because that's the way that, that people there are.
1: But uh, did you guys uh, came back to show the film in the end or are you planning any screenings in the in the place where you've been shooting so they actually will get the chance to enjoy the film that you wanted to do.
3: Yeah, that's the thing with this uh covid. We, one of our, like, from the very beginning, because of this very strong thing of making a a nice film for them, we we want to go, we want to show it in the film, we want to make a party, we want a big premiere with them, because, of course, we want them to feel the stars that they are. But now we are not sure when
1: can we do this. So um, Maybe let's talk a little bit about this, uh, um, uh, the online premiere, because you... You guys are premiering in this very new and specific format of the festival that I don't think ever happened before. Um, and uh, Vision Real is uh, they they this year they went full online. So I wanted to ask you what kind of uh like what kind of doubts were you facing just before agreeing to this premiere, and if you were considering to maybe just you know push it for the better times.
3: Yeah, it was a hard decision because. We've been working in this film for so many years, you know, and then um, what you, what we wanted the most, it was to go to a big cinema, to watch it and to see, to hear what people think. So when we knew that we were selected for Vision Zorrel, we were super excited because we think it's an amazing festival. And I don't know, first it felt like the right thing to do, to premiere online with them, because also they have been working in this festival for the whole year. And I think it was so much... Uh, work from their part that it was an it was right to jump with them to to do this of the online premiere of course the other thing is that we wanted to premiere with them yeah so that's that's the main main decision and and also i mean maybe pepe can talk more about this but i think from the from the editing till now in a very weird way everything has been done online (laughs) So it's, I, I think it's, it's even funny no, that we're premiering online. Yeah,
2: we had like more than six months working just online. And it, it is very difficult. I, I think the, the only good thing is that we are, we are gaining experience. In the, in the world never quits the quarantine. We already know how to make a film online. <laughs> uh, so yes, also the, also the sound mixing, all these small fine details has to be online. So yes, it it kind of makes sense to now have an online premiere.
1: Yes, definitely. And if you guys can go through this, I think next film will be like, ha, you know. (laughs) Maybe I have one more last uh, question. It's also maybe to share your experience a little bit from the production side. Because I know you went through several labs and workshops um, that help you shape the film a little bit during the production. I wanted to ask you about your about your experience and how did this help to for the film to come alive
2: i think in most 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 in the beginning it pushed to the film to start to be a film because we have this idea and when you have the idea it's like okay maybe one day we will we can make this film and we apply to this without having the film itself just idea push us to have something better for the next time no for the thing for mexico city it pushed us to make a real research trip uh, with an objective like okay at the end of this uh, research we will have characters and we will have uh, a description of the stories of them no? yeah
3: at the beginning it was that was great then pepe went like a few years later he went to Berlinale to the uh, dock station and uh, also in Guadalajara, in this uh, production part, like segment. And our producer from Mexico, he went, uh, Villan- Jose Villanueva. And yeah, and at the very end, Tribeca, where, is where we met our... our I mean, not we, we didn't met, but we made the deal with our co-producers, with Guillermo and Wendy. So yeah, I think all of them, they were very interesting to push, to push the film, to give it energy, to yeah. make us understand. Because also, sometimes when we are together, we get so it's crazy with a uh, feeling that everything works, that everything is interesting, but then when you go with someone, I remember Pepe told me with this this time that he worked in Berlinale with this guy that he liked very much, it was good that he read something of the script and then he, he said, okay, it works, you know, so and then you, you understand, okay, uh, so we are not just ourselves being crazy in the middle of the desert, so there's, it's it's actually something that, that it's, it's going somewhere, no? And one thing that we didn't mention we we just uh we said that we didn't have money, but we had this support uh, from the beginning from the uh, imcine Me- mexican film institute and we had a support for the research which was who was very crucial to be able to to push the film and then we had support for the post production part so yeah, it was very important to have them on board.
2: But also to get fundings, I think was more difficult, no, because we, we always get in 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 workshops that it helps us a lot, but it was difficult to get fundings, because the the nature of the film, no, the, of the all the people were like, okay, it's too weird, we don't know if it will really work, we don't know if we will be able to do it, so they were like, very cautious about that,
3: and also we couldn't shoot the, the music part without money and that was also because the documentary part were more controlled we could do with less people but we knew for this for this music part we need art we need um the the, the clothes we needed to to go with a bigger crew we needed more equipment so that I, we needed money for that shooting and this is why i mean it took us a bit more time to finish it and that's when we got the 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 support from from the Mexican Film Institute, but it was, that's why it got uh, longer, all this process, no? Yeah.
1: Well, guys, I think it's the most, except for uh, being a, a, a debut feature, it's also, I think, the mo- hopefully it's the most challenging project that you had in your career. And it's good to start with this now, <laughs> because it feels like everything that could happen, happened now, uh, with, uh, t- thanks to the world's conditions and everything else. and uh, But there's more reason now there is to celebrate now. So congratulations on that very much again. And thank you, thank you so much for, for having this talk today.
0: Thank you. This podcast was produced by Pandarei Productions, with music by Naeem Akbub in Stockholm, and produced by Christina Zachariades in New York. With special thanks, Alexandra Yakovleva, for facilitating the discussion. Thanks for listening, and tune in for our next episode, where we feature a conversation with filmmaker Nuria Jimenez on her stunning film, My Mexican Pretzel. Which is part of the latitude section of Visions to Real and available to stream until May 7th. And for more goodies, visit us online at docsinorbit.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for all the updates.